You know what it is, man. This is San Francisco 49ers morning show. Let's go. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the San Francisco 49ers Morning Show. I'm your host, former NFL and NFL defensive back Eric Crocker. And today, man, we're talking about some rookies and one guy who's not a rookie, but he's kind of a rookie because this is really his first time playing. All right, we're going to get into all that and more. But first, make sure if you haven't already, hit that like button, hit the subscribe button, and hit those flames. Let me know how everybody's feeling this morning. How's everybody's mental doing? You know, I went to uh, I went to lunch with one of my friends, one of my homegirls, and uh, I'm not like just like this deep person. Really, the most advice I give is <laughs> for the most part is to y'all, uh, and not even just advice. I guess just kind of sharing personal stories and things like that. But my homegirl, man, like, you know, in her marriage kind of struggling with the communication aspect of things. So make sure if you guys, uh, you know, married in a relationship, whatever it is, I know everybody is cliche to say like the best, the most important thing is communication, but it really is communication and not just communication. I think it goes both ways, like letting someone know how you truly feel and also hearing the other person and taking into consideration how they feel. There definitely has to be some like give and take. And that's one thing I've had to really learn how to get better at over the years. So um of my marriage. And you know, I just went what we just six years. I'm married six years. Uh November 23rd. That was our six-year wedding anniversary with you know myself and my wife. And uh, yeah, one of the biggest things I've learned, the the communication thing again, they they say it's it sounds cliche, but it's really big. But they're not communicating just to get somebody to hear your perspective. Like, you got to hear that person, too. You got to hear that person, too. All right? Or it's going to drive you crazy. You got to let somebody know how you feel, though. It's going to drive you crazy. But anyways, good morning, everybody. Shout out to my guy, Chris. He's up bright and early in the in the, in the chat, talking about fight on. Let's go. Hey, every day, every day I'm feeling better and better about USC. And I've been very critical of USC and really just West Coast football because I was disappointed. Right, just disappointing. It's like your, it's like the 49ers early in the season, where you know we were hard on Kyle Shanahan, uh, the 49ers where they were, where they were headed, and it's just like this is not, it's not what we want. It's not what we signed up for. There are a lot of people coming out now, like, oh, where's everybody that's saying fire Kyle Shanahan? Where's all those people at? Blah blah blah. blah. <laughs> it's just like, man, yes, that's where it was headed, and not. On this show, we never said fire Kyle Shanahan, but we did say maybe he needs to relieve himself of certain duties, uh, whether it's, you know, getting help with play calling, which his play calling is just fine. But whether it's getting help with these different things or whether it's, uh, you know, the player personnel aspect of it or how he's handling players, something was off. 49ers lost four straight games and we're coming off of one winning season in four years. So if there was criticism of Kyle Shanahan, it was deserved. And I think that he also should get props for being able to pull his team out of that, right? Pull his team out of that. Like, come on, let's go. Let's get out of this. He did a terrific job of doing that. So uh, definitely going to give Kyle Shanahan his flowers. But fight on, man. Uh, USC, they really, it's been a dark place. And I haven't been happy with them. Listen, I, I talked about it. Like, really, I'm, I'm more of a Miami Hurricane fan. I, I was, uh, you know, you couldn't watch them in the late 90s and early 2000s 
and not be a fan of just how they play football, just the elite players on both sides of the balls every single year. I mean, just I loved everything about Miami and what they stood for. Then the 30 for 30 came out and watching that, and it was just like, oh, this is so tight, right? But um, once I got to college and saw how everybody kind of feels about, you know, everybody in the South and, you know, this part of the United States feels about the West Coast football. I got behind West Coast football. And obviously, like, you know, the big dogs is USC, always a fan of, you know, Reggie Bush and uh, Dwayne Jarrett and Mike Williams. I mean, I watch those guys faithfully, faithfully. So, um, you know, if, if the West Coast is going to get back to where they need to be as a powerhouse in football, it's going to be USC. It's going to be USC. It, it, you know, the kids were leaving left and right. You know, they got quarterbacks. Think about this, man. Quarterbacks, um, Bryce Young, California. You know what I'm saying? That he's quarterbacking for Alabama right now. Um, the kid from uh uh Ole Miss, he's probably gonna be the first quarterback taken, Matt Corral, California. Uh the kid at Clemson, even though he's not that good right now, but I mean he was a top prospect, another one that left California. I mean, just there were a bunch of there's more, there's more than just that. Guys just leaving left and right. And finally, I think Lincoln Riley going to USC and what USC means to the West Coast, to California, and to the Pac 12. I think they're going to get back to that. And we're starting to see that trend of a lot of the kids flipping right now and starting to commit. So it's been, it's been great. It's been great seeing just in just the last couple of days, just the, the stigma around USC now. And I love it. CJ. Yeah. That's the other one. CJ Stroud. Another one, obviously. I mean, he's up for Heisman with, um, I mean, him and Bryce Young, which one's going to win Heisman. They're both California quarterbacks. CJ Stroud's quarterbacking for Ohio state right now. You know, all these kids are leaving. But Elias Ricks, now Elias Ricks, I believe he entered the transfer portal. So we'll see if Elias Ricks heads back to California. But it's another one. I mean, this is one of the, he was like number one cornerback in the nation. And he left California and went to LSU. And I get it. I get it. But again, now I think these kids are going to start, I think they're going to start staying at California. I think USC is going to get back to what they should be. So that's awesome. Shout out to my dog Chris because I ain't gonna lie, he he never lost faith, but he knows he knows how I've been talking. I've been talking dirty about USC, about Pac-12, but not because I don't love them. It's just because I've been really just disappointed. Chris Olave is from California. See, I did not know that. I did not know Olave was from California. I had no idea. Croc, there was no YouTube locked on show today. All right, make sure you guys, if you haven't already, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Locked on 49ers. There was not a locked on show this morning. Uh, some discrepancies with recording. Who's going to record at what time? I don't know. They use this other thing called stream. What's it called? It's not StreamYard. I use StreamYard for this. It's not It's not StreamYard. It's something else. And it's one link, but at any time, somebody else from the uh, network might be on it. So it was some Cubs some Locked On Cubs guys or something. I don't know. It's some BS. 49ers, we have one of the biggest shows on the Locked On Network, if not the biggest, you know, as far as our viewership, listenership, like the downloads, like it's crazy. I mean, and for those of you guys who don't know, Locked On 49ers, it's myself and Brian Peacock, five days a week, we're coming right to you. And now we're on the YouTube channel. We get thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of listens every single day, every episode. So it's like, we're like the biggest show on the program, on the network. How do y'all not make it? We got to be priority. 
<laughs> we got to be priority. And our YouTube has grown so fast. That has to be priority. So, yeah, we got to figure that out. I had no idea Chris Olave was from California. Well, anyways, man, we're going to get into some 49er talk. Man, I love every one of y'all that's in here, man. You guys have really contributed to my mornings, man, like coming up, waking up, getting ready to talk some football, whatever's on my mind, whatever I see. I wanted to come on here and talk about the rookies, but real quick, we're going to touch on a video that my guy KP from Niners Nation put out yesterday, and it was on Jimmy Garoppolo. And I saw a couple of things that was interesting, and it's just like, it's who Jimmy Garoppolo is, right? Now, you 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 won't hear me bash Jimmy Garoppolo because I know who Jimmy Garoppolo is. I know what he is. So I won't I won't bash him. But I'm watching this breakdown from my guy KP and a few things I don't want to say it's it, it confirms my thinking and a lot of y'all thinking, but I've never really looked at okay, I've never looked at Jimmy Garoppolo as just a checkdown quarterback. I felt like he played within rhythm. He would throw those passes over the middle. And he's not really one that like, oh, let me just take the check down. But I'm starting to see a different side. And maybe he doesn't have to throw these short passes. I think we're wired and we've been conditioned to think that the West Coast offense, get the ball in the hands right now. There's not the deep shots. There's not this and there's not that. I think he's just not throwing it. <laughs> he's not throwing it. First thing that made me think about this was – Trey Lance in training camp. They are running the same plays. All right. They're running a lot of the same plays, a lot of the same looks. You're not, you, and, and when they were going through OTAs and training camp and all that, there wasn't like, hey, all right, we're going to run these plays with Jimmy Garoppolo with the first group. But then, second group, you guys are going to run some totally different plays with Trey Lance. Now, when they did run different plays with Trey Lance, they brought Trey Lance in with the ones to do the read option stuff. But from just a pure offensive standpoint, Jimmy and Trey ran the same plays. So why, over the first week or so, was did Jimmy Garoppolo complete one pass vertically down the field and Trey Lance complete like seven passes vertically downfield? They are running the same plays. Why is one guy being way more aggressive in every day? Y'all remember this. Every day training camp, we see a ball just flying down the field and it's Trey Lance. And multiple times, he's pushing the ball down the field. And I wonder, I'm just like, man, Everybody has told us West Coast offense, three-step balls out, timing, all this and that and the other. But why is this guy throwing the ball down the field? Well, it turns out that Jimmy's just not throwing the ball down the field when it's there. So if you guys haven't already, tune in to my guy KP's show. He put together a great breakdown. But there were a couple things that jumped out to me immediately. All right. One, they ran a play right off bat. It was either the first play or a first pass play where it was a clear out from Travis Benjamin for George Kittle, and you can see it. And George Kittle was butt naked. If Jimmy just sees him, which I feel like it should have been, looking at how plays are designed and how things are designed to clear certain things out in certain areas so there's a big void in the defense, I'm assuming that's the first read. Again, I don't know. I don't know. I can't say for certain. But I'm assuming that that's the first read. You're just, you just tell Travis Benjamin, run as fast as you can down the field. Why is Travis Benjamin in? He's a decoy. He just needs to pull the defense. So run as fast as you can down the left sideline, right, which he did. And he pulled the corner, he pulled the safety, and then left a huge void over the middle for George Kittle. Wide open. Jimmy didn't throw it. He threw it, like, high and behind Debo Samuel or something like that. Like, And it was like an underneath – it was like a slant. So those are those – I'm looking, I'm like, 
And I obviously I didn't see this in the game, but I see this on the breakdown. I'm like, damn, I see where the ball is supposed to go. Now you'll never see me say, Hey Jimmy, this guy is wide open. Why didn't you throw it? Like progressions work a certain way. And and I understand that. I know, I know that you can be wide open and uncovered on the right side, but if the progressions work from left to right, you probably won't get to that backside route. All right. So you're never gonna throw it. But I believe the play was designed to hit Kittle on this play that would have picked up. I don't know how many yards, and we know how George Kittle, how good he is after the catch. So I saw that, and I'm just like, damn, that's a missed opportunity. And there was one other one that really stood out to me. And, again, there's a lot of things that Jimmy Garoppolo does well. But this was one thing that I'm just like, okay. I mean, he is who we know. We know this, right? All y'all know that. I'm going to put it in the chat. Let me um finish real quick, and then I'll put the link in the chat. We know this about Jimmy Garoppolo. But, anyways, there's another play where on the right, on the right side you have – so they had a single high safety on the, and you had like two slot fades. All right. The safety shaded to the left side. So you had a five yard stop route and a slot fade on the right side. Jimmy's eyes are to the right. Immediately off the ball, Brandon Ayuk beats his guy, beats him. I mean, if you throw him, you lead him. It's a touchdown. This is a 70 yard touchdown. Jimmy's mind doesn't work that way, I guess. Right. Especially if you see right now, the safety shades to the other side. Now I just have all this field to just throw that slot fade, just lay it out there and let and let uh Brandon Ayuk run underneath it. And he beat his guy by about four yards. And that's a lot of separation in the NFL, right? Beat him off bat. Didn't even take long. And what did Jimmy do? He threw a three-yard pass to Elijah Mitchell, who ran a five-yard stop and kind of worked back and caught a, a, a few-yard pass. So we say that this offense is quick slants. It's this and it's that. The shots are there. The, the deep plays are available. Those things are are like a part of the offense. It's built into it. He ain't throwing it. <laughs> he ain't throwing it. Now, again, we can still, and, and yeah, it's Kyle Posey's video. I'll post it in the chat. Let me try to find it. Y'all know it's kind of hard for me to talk, and I can't multitask. My wife hates it. I can't even look at stuff in my phone and talk to her and have a conversation at the same time. I have to close my phone out. All right. But let me let me try to find the. Here we go. I got Kyle Posey. I'm pulling up. The okay, here. All right. Yep. Here we go. Hold on. Hold on, y'all. I gotta figure out how to. Copy. Copy. All right, guys, here it goes. So I'm putting it in the chat right now. Now, don't leave my show to watch this. But anyways, this is the video. And it's crazy. I didn't even come on to talk about this, but it was just something I saw yesterday. And I remember, like, man, it was after the morning show. But um, that's the link to it. So, you know, set a reminder, whatever you got to do. But, again, there are things that Jimmy Garoppolo does very well. Clearly, he's one of the most efficient quarterbacks over the last five weeks or whatever. But... There are also things where he's just, it's just not him. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I'm not saying that the George Kittle one is not him. I, I mean, that's wide open. You just got to throw that. I don't know where why his eyes were taking him somewhere else. But, yeah. Throw that. Throw that. You know, you got to give your guys uh, those opportunities down the field. And it was interesting to see, like, just how his mind works. I think we've known that. Again, go back to training camp. Why was it that Trey Lance had – six, seven completions down the field. Like I'm talking about like 30, 40 yard gains first week of 
first two weeks of training camp, and Jimmy Garoppolo had one. It's just where Jimmy Garoppolo is where his mind works. So here we go. Uh, he's looking over his shoulder. He's trying. He's trying not to make a mistake. Is this Coach Rob? I think this is my Coach Rob, man. Uh, he's trying not to make a mistake. He's playing the numbers. He's trying to take the highest percentage throws. Shanahan kind of handcuffed him ever since the playoffs. I said, but I think this is Coach Rob. So if it is Coach Rob, Coach Rob, do you don't think that Kyle like these plays are schemed up and designed? You think he's telling him don't throw that slot fade to Brandon Ayuk when he beats his guy five yards? Uh, you know, beats his guy by three, four yards right now. They're like, nah, don't throw that. Throw this uh three yard, three yard check down. I don't know. I don't know, y'all. I don't know. I believe, see, my guy Darius right here. He's handcuffed himself. Now, again, this is not a bash Jimmy Garoppolo. This is just understanding who Jimmy Garoppolo is. That's it. And I think we know. We know the limitations. We know where his strengths are, his weaknesses. But it was just, it was interesting to just see it. We had the thoughts. But just to kind of see, you know, usually when I watch all 22, I'm watching the defense. So. Just to see that, it kind of just kind of confirmed, like, okay, he's not, that's not, it's just not the way his mind works. All right, here we go. Let's talk about some of these rookies. All right, shout out to everybody in the chat. If you haven't already, hit the like button, hit the subscribe button. You already got, you guys see it, man. We got the Frontline Sports attire. Uh, you see some of the hats back there. Got the beanies. You know what I'm saying? Got the beanies as well. Boom. You already know what to do. I sold out. I sold out of the dad hats within a few hours. So shout out to everybody who bought the dad hats. Um, beanies. I think I got one more with the red beanie. Uh, this stuff is going fast, faster than I thought. But uh, shout out to everybody that has, uh, you know, tapped in and grabbed the Frontline Sports attire. We got the we got the gear coming soon. The hoodies, the t-shirts, the shorts, like all type of stuff. Yeah, I, mean, I got some stuff in the works here. Got the podcast, more podcasts coming to this. Got a soccer podcast coming to this uh, YouTube channel. Got some good stuff. Got some good stuff, man. So, man, y'all keep it locked, man. Y'all keep rocking with me. I'm working on it, but it's just me. Well, it's not. I got one partner. I got one partner with me. I got another person I'm bringing on to help. But I have all these all these thoughts in my mind and things like that. So, you know, it's hard to just stay focused on one thing. But I appreciate all y'all that's been rocking with me. Y'all the only reason why I'm able to do this stuff. Croc, are you sure Jimmy sees everything on the field? That might be one deficiency. I think Jimmy knows what is what. I think sometimes he just predetermines where he wants to go with the ball. Now, a lot of people predetermine where they want to go with the ball. I think the difference is where he predetermines maybe the short stuff, right? Trey Lance. I think there are times where you can tell Trey Lance is maybe looking to get the big play too much, right? Where it's like, hey, Trey, you know, you do got these underneath routes wide open in front of you. You can throw that. Like, you can throw the five-yard check down. But Trey Lance, like, his mind just works vertically. Like, he's looking touchdown to check down. Where Jimmy Garoppolo almost looks like he's thinking check down to touchdown. If he sees something downfield, like he's gonna have to really predetermine that early, and it just doesn't seem like that's him. Again, I'm not I'm not bashing Jimmy here. I think Jimmy plays well within how he plays, but I do think there's more to the offense where we've kind of been conditioned to think that this is just a, a, a get the ball out right now, three step drop, timing rhythm, West Coast offense slants, catching runs, and and it has that in there, but that ain't it. 
That ain't, that's not all this offense is. And that's clear. When you watch KP's, I put it up there. I put the uh, link in there. Um, when you watch KP's breakdown, that's what you see. It's like, okay. And now it's just, you know, getting Trey Lance to see all these things and be like, all right, look. Because they're in the meetings right now, right? They're in the meetings. And they're watching these things play out. They're watching Trey Lance. I mean, excuse me, Jimmy Garoppolo. And Kyle is telling him in the meetings, all right, look right here. You have to slot fade. You didn't throw that, but you threw this, you know, three-yard pass. Trey Lance over there taking notes like, throw that motherfucking go route. <laughs> throw that slot fade, baby. You just throw it out there and let your guy run underneath it. Let your guy run underneath it. But, yeah, man, appreciate everybody's in the chat right now. Love all y'all, man. Hit that like button, subscribe button. Let everybody see it. The algorithms, all that stuff. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Okay, I knew it was Coach Rob, man. That's my guy. Jimmy never had the connection down the field over 25-plus yards. Consistently go back and look at all these big plays. The receivers are waiting for it to come down like a punt. Yeah. Even, again, now this is nitpicky because I think it was a good throw. It was good ball location. But that it was originally a touchdown to Jawan Jennings, and we're going to get to Jawan Jennings in a second. The original touchdown, it was called a touchdown. They called it back. Jennings kind of waited on that. I think the ball location was good. I think the mindset of where Jimmy was, the, the route was good by Jennings. Good route. The location, all that was good. I do, I do think that there was an opportunity. Again, this is me nitpicking. If 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 Jimmy puts it a little bit on more on the line and it doesn't like fade or got like it doesn't take as long to get down, he maybe easily stays in bounds. So that that throw, he threw more of a three ball, like a ball more with an arc. If he throws more of a two ball, where it's just right now, gets on him, not a one, not a drive throw, not like a slant, but a two ball, where it's just a, a slight arc, but it gets on him now, I don't even think it's as difficult of a catch as Juwan Jennings had to make. Again, I like the thought process. I actually like the location, and he definitely gave his guy an opportunity to make the catch. But I do think, because of how he threw the ball, it just made it a little tougher. But that is Jimmy pushing the ball down the field, and I like that. Look, you can't be, you know, I can't say oh, I want him to push the ball down the field. Then he push the ball down the field, and it's like, well, it's not good enough. Nah, man, I like his thought process. I like that. Just kind of pointing out, probably could have threw more of a two ball, and it, I don't think it would have been as difficult of a throw. But that kind of goes to Coach, Coach Rob, you know, talking about kind of guys waiting on balls sometimes. Jimmy Garoppolo is crazy. I mean, we didn't talk about Jimmy for 20 minutes now, and he was not even on any of my notes. Jimmy, he – talking to my guy, Greg Pinelli, QB Monday, Jimmy Garoppolo, the, the reason why some of his passes kind of sail on him or kind of float at times is because he doesn't really do a good job of bringing his feet. Now, this has been an issue with my guy. My guy, Greg Pinelli, has pointed out for a couple years now where everything that Jimmy wants to do, and he does a really good job of just, you know, snapping the ball off right now to some of these intermediate passes. He does a good job. He generates a lot of twerk on those passes with his quick release, snaps the ball out, gets it on him right now. Awesome. Uh, when it comes to throwing the ball more down the field, when you don't bring your feet, and you're not stepping into these throws, and you're trying to drive a ball down the field, some of the passes tend to sell on him a little bit because he's so conditioned to try to snap the ball out right now. But as you're as the ball is traveling, you know, 20, 25 plus yards down the field, you you have to use a little bit more lower body. And that's why his 
uh, passes a little bit downfield. From what I understand and what I've been told, have been a little inconsistent. Again, I'm not a quarterback guru. All right, so don't take everything I say when it comes to the quarterbacks as Bible. I talk about what I see, and usually I ask somebody else. Jimmy Garoppolo's, um, I mean, Trey Lance's throwing motion, right? Everybody, everybody. Oh, Trey Lance, his throwing motion, it's too long. It's too loopy. That's why all these passes are getting batted down. So I'm listening to a podcast. I'm listening to KBR, Steve Young. And they asked Steve Young, hey, why are why are Trey Lance's passes getting bad down? Say, oh, it's his eyes. It's his eyes. He said a lot of times younger guys, you know, they they'll lock on to where they want to throw and they're staring down. And if the ball's supposed to come out right now, the, the defensive line just stands there and looks, okay, when is he going to throw it? Okay, he's throwing it now, and they'll jump up and knock the ball down. So Jimmy said, it's not his release, it's not any long uh any long release, it's it's not any long release, it's his uh it's his eyes. That's why the passes were getting batted down in the Arizona game, all right? So you got to be able to work a little bit quicker with his eyes and be a little bit more decisive with his throws, okay? So that's that. That was everybody, long motion. Also, I saw J.T. O'Sullivan do a breakdown, all right? J.T. O'Sullivan, shout out to J.T. O'Sullivan. He has a QB school uh, YouTube channel. He did a breakdown of Trey Lance, his game against Arizona. And he shows where he can improve, things that are good, things that you just can't teach, right? Just has it in them, right? And he's showing all these different things. But not one time did I ever hear him mention throwing motion. So I DM JT. I said, hey, JT, did you see an issue with uh, Trey Lance's throwing motion? Do you think it's too long? Everybody on Twitter tells me that there's an issue with Trey Lance's throwing motion. Everybody on Twitter. That, that's what they tell me. Too long, loopy. It's, a, it's an issue. All this and the other. I asked JTL Sullivan, any issues with his throwing motion? Is it too long? His response, no issues. With throwing motion. No issue. Everybody been telling us, too long, too loopy. No. Now, I talked to my guy, Greg Pinelli, and his biggest thing is, if even if it is a little bit longer, again, not an issue, just have quick hands. And he says he thinks that Trey Lance has quick hands. So even though it's longer, it doesn't matter if the ball still gets out quick. He has still quick hands. Now, is it Jimmy Garoppolo quick? No. But Jimmy Garoppolo, it's elite. 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 Jimmy Garoppolo's release, elite. We always talk about Jimmy Garoppolo. No elite trades, elite. His, his release, that thing is elite. It's as good as textbook as you want it from, from the upper body part. With Trey Lance, that's not his issue. From my understanding and what J.T. Sullivan says, and let's see, um, here we go, we said Michael. also think it's his form. Players can tell when he's about to throw. He keeps going down and then coming up before he throws. J.T. Sullivan even said that. So that is something that my guy, Greg Pinelli, has said as well. Greg said he, when he throws, wait, his form keeps going down and going up. Okay, so this we're talking about two different things here. So let me get to that. And again, this is not what I think. This is what I hear from the QB guys, all right? The issue with, with, with Trey Lance, and this is something that he's had to work on and he's continuing to work on, and it's probably something that's going to have to He's going to have to keep working on him until it just becomes natural for him. J.T.L. Sullivan has pointed out from when he was in college and NFL now. And this is what our guy Michael is alluding to. He, when he's throwing the ball, when he's going to throw, he gets a little too what J.T.L. Sullivan says, heel clicky. So sometimes he'll come a little bit too high onto his toes and then come back down to throw the ball. 
All right. So your target is moving. Like if your your head is moving, so your target is moving. All right. As opposed to I have a good base, I have a good base. I'm not getting up on my toes at all. I'm not heel click. I got all cleats in the ground and I just let it rip. And when Trey Lance does that, it looks beautiful. But he's inconsistent with it, which in turn make his accuracy inconsistent. Again, these aren't things that I, that's not my opinion. Like this is J. Till Sullivan. This is my guy, Greg Pinelli. Like the QB guys, they, you know, uh, Quincy Avery. I listen to those guys. Okay. What's the issue? Like, what's the, and I listen to that. And then I talk to you guys because maybe you guys didn't, you know, take the time to watch 30 minutes of some YouTube video. All right. But, um, yeah. So with, with, with Trey Lance, he going he gonna to be all right. He's going to be all right. He, he just, he got to stop that. That that's what they say. All right. Not what I know. 30 minutes on this, and I, I did not expect that. All right, let's talk about some of these rookies. Again, if you haven't already, hit the like button if you like this show. If you like it, subscribe, all that good stuff. Definitely about to bring all my uh, all my folks on here. I'll be posting a link soon. Just wanted to go over a little bit with the uh, rookies before I do that. Underdog Fantasy, promo code Crocky. Do that right now. You know what I'm saying? Go make you some money. Obviously, also, Manscaped. Got Manscaped. Manscaped Monday Pass. You know what I'm saying? Every, every Monday, you got to get right. No better way to get right with Manscaped. They got the lawnmower. They got the new stuff, 4.0, the total package. Get all this good stuff in here. You know what I'm saying? Boom. All that good stuff. Look at that. Everything that it comes with, the crop mop, the cleanser, the, the crop duster, all that stuff to make sure that your uh your man parts, your man parts are taken care of. And I'll tell you who will thank you. All right. Don't I'm not gonna thank you. Well, I'll thank you for using my promo code Crocky, but your significant other. They will appreciate you for that. So get cleaned up. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. And it make you feel different. Like, like I'm not going to lie. I mean, I you know, every every Monday, I'm Manscaped Monday. I'm not going to lie. I be feeling like a porn star when I, you know what I'm saying? When you you feel me, when you cleaned up, you know what I'm saying? Anyways, that's a little too much. Anyway, Manscaped, manscaped.com right now. Go there. Uh, promo code Crocky, 20% off. Go do that right now. Go do that right now. All right, got my guy Dolan. I know he, we're gonna have some pushback on him. Uh, Dolanite, this this was not a Jimmy Trey Lance thing. This was not a. This was just a. I watched a video from KP show, and he just showed areas, and I'm just like, okay, those it makes sense, and I'm sharing it with people. But you know, this is not a bad Jimmy. I think Jimmy Garoppolo is playing well. I think the 49ers are on a roll. I think the 49ers are gonna. Go to the playoffs with this. I think if the 49ers continue to play like this and Jimmy continues to play like this with what he's doing, 49ers could potentially win the Super Bowl. This is not, we're not even, Trey Lance ain't playing this year. So you don't got to get sensitive, big dog. You don't got to get sensitive. No, no, it's not about that. Trey Lance ain't playing. All right. We're just talking about, you know, just different things with, you know, the quarterbacks and things like that. But hey, man, don't worry about it, though, tonight. Jimmy's, Jimmy's doing all, your, your dude is doing awesome. We're giving him his flowers. We're giving him his flowers. Crocky does not sound like a porn star name. I got to work on my porn star name. Got to ask my wife what my porn star uh, name should be. Appreciate everybody that's in here right now. <laughs> Dole tonight, man. Don't worry. We're not talking about Jimmy, bro. I promise. We like Jimmy. We like Jimmy. But let's talk about some of these rookies that have stepped up because, and I saw a tweet this morning. I actually saw it this morning from uh, Dave Lombardi. And it was alluding to the fact that there are a lot of contributors, uh, you know, with for the 49ers, young players and guys that they drafted. I do think that there is this 
there's this false narrative that's out there that the 49ers don't draft well. I don't think it's true. I, I think that if you, I'll tell you what the issue is. But I think that if you just look at the 49ers and guys, they just draft picks, they haven't hit or missed any more or less than anyone else. Again, I'll repeat that. You look at the 49ers draft picks as a whole since 2017. I don't think they've hit or missed more than anyone else. Now, if there is an issue, if there is an issue with, with the way that they've drafted, I, I do think ideally you would like to see them hit more on early round picks. But again, that's there's no like there's no like science to like there's no everybody hits and misses on I think it's 50% hit rate in the first round. So if you look at the 49ers throughout this time on their first round picks and you know the guys they've hit on or missed on or guys that they've had like would be legit starters, it probably evens out with the rest of the NFL. I think where they're doing a really good job and where we could point to this is mid-rounds. And I think that's the issue. Most people would like the 49ers mid-round picks. They want the 49ers to have as much success as they're having with mid-round picks as they are with early-round picks. But even then, that's kind of a false narrative because you just have more mid-round picks. If I have, which I think they drafted, what, three or four guys in the fifth round? If I'm drafting five, three, four guys in the fifth round, right? Draft four guys in the fifth round and two of them are good, but I only have one shot at someone early on, I just have more opportunity for one of these guys to be good. So 49ers, their day three picks, they have so many picks. So if they have two or three of these guys that end up being contributors, but then my first round pick isn't, it's like, well, I have way more opportunity for guys to be contributors. And I think that's what people are seeing. So they're they're saying, well, the 49ers are better with late rounds. And I would I would say, if you probably looked into like a lot of the numbers, most NFL teams have more success with later round picks than first round picks because you just have more shots at it. I, you guys can ask me, tell me if I'm wrong with that. Now, I will say that the 49ers really are doing a good job of getting contributions from some of these later round picks or even undrafted sometimes. So obviously, you look at Elijah Mo, uh, Elijah uh, Mitchell. And what he's doing, as opposed to, you know, Trey Sermon, it's whatever. But Mitchell is having a great year. I put out a tweet. I actually saw uh, our guy Jimmy Ward post this to his Instagram story. But I put out this tweet about Eliza Mitchell, and he's 300 yards shy of a thousand yards, and he's missed three games. And now he's getting the touches, he's getting the opportunities, but he's missed three games, three yards shy of a thousand yards, and we have six. Games ago, like he's going to be a legit 11, 1200 yard rusher, and that's with him missing three games. I think, um, you know, Trey Sermon is just not as good as him, and that's fine. You, 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 you got a better guy in the sixth round than you did with your guy in the third round. I think the issue is most people would be like, well, why draft him in the third round? But there's just misses, <laughs> there's just misses. Now, hopefully, they learn from that, dude. Stop taking this is what the 49 need to stop doing. And I'm typically not one to tell them what they need to stop doing. But this is what they need to stop doing. Stop taking fucking running backs high. All right? Don't waste no fourth-round picks on no running backs. Don't waste no third-round picks on no running backs. Don't do it sixth-round undrafted all day. Those are the guys that you have contributing most. Don't go out to free agency and make uh, um, 
Jerick McKinnon, one you know, one of the higher paid running backs, or uh, Tevin Coleman. Stop doing that. Stop doing that. Just sixth round, seventh round, undrafted. Get your running backs in that time. Now, I agree, with my guy. Uh, oops, excuse me, farting roses. <laughs> Sermon looks serviceable, but he don't like, but he don't look elite. And it's like, yeah, Sermon is serviceable. They don't want to play him for whatever reason, whatever. But I know one thing. He doesn't run as well as Elijah Mitchell. He doesn't. So, oh, this is a good one. Maybe a late, maybe late guys are hungrier than these top guys. That's not what I wanted to click on. Where's the one I wanted to click on? Or maybe that was it. I thought hungrier said Algier. But, um, yeah. So, let's talk about Talanoa Hufunga and what he's doing. And, again, my biggest thing, especially for rookies early on, is are you contributing? Can you play? Like, do we see – you know, moving forward, okay, we got some here, right? So if you look at Elijah Mitchell, I think we know, like, there's a chance Elijah Mitchell's a star. Now, is Elijah Mitchell more of a star because of the scheme, the run blocking, the creativity within the run game? Probably. Probably, right? Uh, is he just far and away the best rookie running back? He's having the most production, right? I do think where he plays helps him. But at the end of the day, he's a fit. He fits with what they want to do, and he fits it to a T. And he's and he's getting better each. It almost like every game that he plays, he gets better. Not just stay healthy. Talanoa Hufunga. Again, we're talking about contributors. All right, Hufunga is doing a really good job of contributing, whether it's in three safety looks or whether he has to fill in for somebody. Are there times where he might get beat? Okay, but like my guy Chris said before, let rookies learn. And they're gonna make mistakes. He's made some mistakes. I'll say this. Whatever mistake he made against the Arizona Cardinals where they matched him up with um, Christian Kirk in space and they got the 50-yard pass on him, it ain't happened since. And he's been playing. He's out there. He's getting snaps. <laughs> and it hasn't happened. So did you learn from it? You know what I'm saying? Like, we look at these things, and it's like when it happens, we point it out. But what about when it when it doesn't happen? Who's pointing it out, Right. I'm pointing it out. That's who Eric Crocker, man. All right. So Hufunga, we all point out, we all talked about oh, the missed tackle. Oh man, he got outran by uh, uh James Conner for the touchdown, right? Like, man, okay, limitations, this and that. Where have those limitations been the last couple of weeks? So again, at some point, maybe it'll pop up, but is it something with Hufunga to where it's gonna be an issue on a game-to-game -game basis? Maybe not. Maybe not. And is it because he's a you know a late round pick that people don't talk about the upside with him, or if he's going to continue to get better? If he was a first round pick, I think people would be like, oh no, don't worry about. It. He's going to fix that. He's going to get better. He's going to keep getting better. When you're a fifth round pick, sixth round pick is like he just is what he is. Like you know what I'm saying? Like give it some time. But Hufunga, I like what he's seeing, right? And he's contributing. He is a part of this winning streak. He is contributing to a win. So that's a late round pick doing his thing. Obviously, Elijah Mitchell doing his thing. When it comes to Juwan Jennings, now I get it, he was a late-round pick the year before, but he is contributing. Juwan Jennings, another guy, he's contributing. And, you know, that catch he had on the first drive, I believe it was, big time. Can he be a Kendrick Bourne, right? You know, he Kendrick Bourne, it took some time for Kendrick Bourne. I believe Kendrick Bourne, as an undrafted rookie free agent, did not start really contributing until like after week 10, his rookie year. 
and he started contributing, then he got better as the years went on. Now, obviously, this isn't uh, you know Juwan Jennings' rookie year. This is his second year, but, I mean, might as well be his rookie year because he was on the shelf the whole first year, quad injury, whatever it was. All right, so I'm I'm curious to see how Juwan Jennings continues to develop. You know, uh, you know, I, I think that he you watched that route he ran on the near touchdown. That was a good route. I didn't think he really had it in him, but that's a good big guy moving. And I thought it was a good route the way he set it up. He set it up with patience. That's probably how he's gonna have to win. I think Juwan Jennings can be a legit wide receiver three. He's you know, there were some things where you know he's coming out and it's like, man, this might be Brandon Marshall. It ain't no goddamn Brandon Marshall. It ain't. <laughs> Brandon Marshall was 6'5", 6'6", like 230 pounds, ran faster, uh, more – I mean, Brandon, Mar Brandon Marshall might be the most underrated receiver in NFL history. You should look at some Brandon Marshall numbers for how people talk about. Brandon Marshall might, might be the most underrated receiver in NFL history. But anyways, John Jenny, he ain't Brandon Marshall. But I do think there's a role for him in the sense of kind of what Kendrick Bourne was to the 49ers. I don't think he's just quite the separator. So – Here's the thing. When you have a receiver like that, you can't compare him. You can't compare Juwan Jennings to Kendrick Bourne in the sense of how it looks. Uh, it's going to look different. You have to compare the two within just their importance to the offense. I think when you look at it from that standpoint, yeah. Don't think Juwan Jennings is uh, Mark Crabtree. Crabtree was definitely more fluid now. Crabtree wasn't fast. He wasn't fast. Crabtree... Was definitely more of a separator. Hands was terrific. Uh, Crabtree is more like Kendrick Bourne on steroids. I wouldn't even say that. He he's just Crabtree better than Kendrick Bourne, but at what they do, which fluid movers, you know, easy separation, catch the ball hands, maybe not as fast, but I do think Crabtree was a better version of what Kendrick Bourne is. Crabtree is like the first round version of that. Even though I think in a redraft, Crabtree maybe would have went third round, second round. All right. But definitely getting some contributions from our guy, uh, Juwan Jennings. I do think that, you know, still the things that continue to be like huge question marks and, and, and trying to see where they're moving, where they're going moving forward with this is Aaron Banks. You know, again, second round pick for a guard, that's supposed to be plug and play. So if I am going to be critical, of one pick is definitely the Aaron Banks pick. I mean, that's supposed to be plug and play, baby. And when you look at the 49ers and kind of how everything's kind of played out with their draft picks, their first four guys just aren't playing. Now, again, Trey, Trey Lance, we know why Trey Lance isn't playing. It was never in his cards to play this year unless he came out looking like Patrick Mahomes. Damn, I just drip water everywhere. It was never in his cards to play. But they say Crabtree because Jennings wears 15. Maybe that's what it is. But it was never in Trey Lance's cards to play this year. But the other three guys that just not play, you would like to see better. But, again, even though those next three guys, Aaron Banks, Trey Sermon, uh, uh, Ambry Thomas, they're not playing. But at least you're getting contributions from the other guys that were later round picks. All right, so here we go. Y'all know what it is, man. It's time to get y'all on here. 
live, whatever it is that y'all want to talk about. Underdog Fantasy, go download the app right now. Promo code Crocky. You already know, uh, Friday morning, y'all going to help me with my picks, my over-unders, what the 49ers should do. We're over two right now, man. We got we to gotta hit on something, y'all. We got to hit on something. All right? We got to hit. Got to make some money with these picks. But, uh, yeah, man, we got to hit. We got to hit. But Underdog Fantasy, do that right now. We also, you know, Manscaped, you know, go get right, you know, stop walking around looking crazy. Go get sexy for your lady. Manscaped.com, promo code Crocky, 20% off of everything at Manscaped, all right? And I'm telling you, it'll change your life. You you start Manscaping, I'm telling you, you start feeling like a porno star, and then, and then you know, your wife would thank you, your girl would thank you, all that stuff. I'm, I'm telling you, I start doing I start doing stuff, bro, hitting the, you know what I'm saying? I start doing all kinds of stuff I don't even be doing like that, but then when you get to Manscaped, you, you just start acting different. So Manscaped.com, promo code Crocky, go get 20% off, all right? But here we go. I got my guy. Roscoe's coming on. What's good, big dog? What's up, Croc? How's What's it going? You know, that merch? You got the merch out? I'm about to get me a beanie. They flying yes, fast, so folks better go get them ASAP. Faster than I thought, that's for sure. Well, I, I, I told you this one fast. But anyway, I wanted, I wanted to talk about other things like uh the injuries and how and who do you expect to step up while fred warner and d bull is out and and how do you think kyle shannon who do you think kyle shanahan will use in in the place of uh d bull's uh production you know i think you know you know who has to step up and play like above maybe what we ideally want them to have to do. When a situation like this where you're you're missing a guy at linebacker, you know, Fred Warner, one of the keys, you're missing Debo Samuel. The guy that has to step up is Jimmy Garoppolo. Again, he has he has been playing well, but now, all right, Jimmy, we need you to play even better, right? We need you to, and, and I don't hopefully he's capable of doing this, but we got you gotta carry us through these two. Games, in theory. Now, maybe there is no drop-off. Maybe the game is easy. Maybe the run game is popping, and you don't even need Jimmy to play above and beyond. But I know heading into this game, and you're missing the guy who has been your best player on offense. You're missing one of your best players on defense. In situations like that, like quarterback, you, you get paid the big bucks. You get paid the $27 million a year. We need you come through. All right? We need you. We can't miss these, you know, that, that over route to – George Kittle, that should have been a big play on the first drive. We can't have you miss those. We need you to capitalize on everything because we don't have the room for error. We don't have our best player on offense right now. We're missing uh, Fred Warner. So I think when it comes to just a guy that really needs to, like, step up, again, Jimmy is playing well. He's been one of the more efficient quarterbacks over the last four weeks. We need you to play even better right now, in theory. Again, may not use it, but when that that's what, that's what I'm thinking in my head. Like, I, I can't expect – all of a sudden, some other guys that just randomly just play out of their minds. I need Jimmy to, hey, let's help these guys play out of their minds by you playing out of your mind. And ideally, that's what I would like to see in a situation like this. Dan Croc, I asked that question because I didn't want a Jimmy G answer. <laughs> Sorry, uh, Brandon. Ayuk. Oh, Croc, <laughs> killing me. Yeah, uh, you, know, you know what? The, I was thinking Brandon Ayuk. I, I also think Jawan Jennings is going to be a. Uh, 
big. I mean, I know uh, Trent Sherfield came in when Debo was out, but I think Jawan Jennings is going to is going to be a big part of the offense this week. And as far as the defense, is is Greenlaw going to be out for extended time too? Oh, or was question. just that game? Uh, I who's in concussion protocol? It's Greenlaw, right? Oh, oh, he had a concussion. They said it was his oak. Oh, oh, I thought it was. I well, thought Greenlaw. It, I thought it was concussion protocol with Greenlaw. Okay, well, if he's available, then him and Juwan Jennings basically gonna be the starters, right? I would say Trent Sherfield. I, I no, 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 no. I'm talking about Fred Warner. Oh, my bad. You said go repeat that. My bad. Fred, I said uh, so. If uh, I, I said uh, Drake Greenlaw. Okay, Greenlaw he, hurt is growing. Marcel Harris is the one with the concussion. I knew it was one of those. Oh, okay. So Greenlaw is probably gonna be out there, huh? Again. Right. Right. Oh, shucks. Well, who's gonna who's gonna who's gonna play that linebacker position? Well, you got besides uh, Flanagan, Aziz, you got Flanagan Fowles. Oh, oh well. Hopefully, hopefully he plays well. <laughs> but uh, yeah, shout out to yeah. Telenor Hufunga. He had a big pass breakup in the end zone. Uh, shout out to USC. Keep California talent in. We started with Malachi Nelson. Fight on. Uh, hopefully we can get Elias Ricks. That would be huge. He's a first-round DB. Uh, thanks, Crocs, for talking about SC. And go Niners. And can we have maybe two week, two two episodes without Jimmy G even being mentioned? Because I am tired of this Jimmy G talk. I'm tired of the trade talk. I'm just tired of the quarterback talk. I think everybody should know who Jimmy G is already. Nobody should be asking you questions on Jimmy Garoppolo because we've touched on this topic at least over a hundred times and everybody should know who Jimmy Garoppolo is. Everybody should know his limitations. There should be nobody asking about Jimmy Garoppolo. It's almost like a repeat thing over and over and over again, like the Energizer Bunny. It's like, folks, y'all know who Jimmy Garoppolo is. Stop asking questions about Jimmy Garoppolo. Let's worry about other things. This is so much more... Things we could be talking about with the 49ers. All right, that's my rant, Croc. <laughs> All right, big dog. Appreciate you. All right, y'all. No more, no more Jimmy G talk. All right, we got my guy Dion coming on. Dion, no Jimmy G talk. Of course, of course. Not for any reason. What's going on with you, Crocky? Good morning to you, brother. Good morning. <clears throat> Glad the merch is moving. You already knew that merch was gonna move, man. I know you're being humble about it, brother, but you knew that merch was gonna move, baby. You knew we was gonna try to support you as best we could, man. You do, I didn't you know do, it was going to move the way it did, though. Like, I mean, it literally, is. I posted it, and, and then, uh, yeah, it started moving pretty quick. Uh, automatic manifestation, my brother. Uh, to be honest with you, I look at it like this. When it comes to who's going to step up, you'll see Flanagan Files. You'll see Marcel Harris. You'll see Aziz Alshair when it comes to the linebackers. And the other person that you're going to see, most likely, is probably Talano Hufunga. I look at him as a safety hybrid linebacker uh, where he's playing – both roles, and I think he can play a little linebacker and still hmm. be, you know, I'm saying, uh, useful. The other thing for the receivers, I'm keeping it a bug with you. You're going to see a lot of Trent Sherfield. You're going to see a lot of Jawan Jennings. My thing with Trent Sherfield is 
why on God's green earth did we get this dude all this hype in preseason and randomly he just disappears? So that don't make no sense. You know what I mean? But I would say Fairfield going to be the man. And when it comes down to uh, everything else, man, I think we're going to be all right. You know, as as far as the season goes, I don't think we're going to have too many problems. Everything going to be okay. We just got to believe in ourselves, continue to keep willing ourselves to these wins, and keep on pushing. Um, the game against Seattle always makes me nervous, strictly because we always have a problem with them. Russell seems to find a way to get up for this game. He can be trash against everybody else. But when he played the Niners, he seemed to just turn that magic on. And it's like, why, man? Damn, leave us alone. Why don't you just <laughs> sit down and suck? So, I mean, you're going to have to see those dudes step up as far as the receivers. Hopefully we get Kittle more involved because these past few games, unfortunately, he's been relegated to being a blocker. Um, so those, those are just a couple of the things that I, that I wanted to touch on, man. Um, I think we all will definitely be blessed to be able to get in the right direction and continue to go in the right direction, man. This game against the Seahawks is a very big test for us because we're in their house and we typically don't win in their house. I think the last time we won in their house was uh, Nick Mullins was the quarterback and he drove us down the field and we got a field goal to the dub. But um, other than that, man. That was at home, I think. Was that at home or was that in Seattle? Yeah, we did. The 49ers did beat Seattle in Seattle with Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, extremely sharp that game. I believe he was 18 to 22. Dre Greenlaw had to stop on the goal line. I got you. I got you. I got you. No, that was in Seattle. The goal line stopped. That was in Seattle. That was in yeah, Seattle. That was in that. Yeah. Yeah, but that was with Garoppolo. Oh, okay. That wasn't not Jimmy. Nick. You're right. You're right. Not, You're right. My no, bad. That, that, not, not with, uh, that wasn't with Nick Mullins. I believe no, the year before no. Nick Mullins Yeah, won before in, Nick uh, Mullins. Yeah, in uh, overtime or something like that or close to it. He did, he did. But the other thing that I'll say is I I don't – I'm because everything going well right now, man. But, you know, for me, the big issues that we have is those picks, man. I don't like – I don't like the Aaron Banks pick. I don't like the Ambry Thomas pick or the Trey Sermon pick because none of those dudes are contributing. And you're right, second-round pick, especially a lineman, that's plug-and-play. That means you get in, you learn the system, you get on the field, you get take your lumps, you keep moving, you progress. Aaron Banks is nowhere to be found. Um, Trey Sermon just randomly got pushed down the depth chart further and further as uh, as um, Jermichael Hasty got healthy. Then when he got hurt, Jeff Wilson was healthy, so they just put him on the back burner to keep Elijah Mitchell in there. Now, I get that Mitchell is a great running back, not saying that he isn't. I'm just saying for – the picks that we use, why are we using them on people that aren't getting us anywhere or giving us any production? And I understand you don't hit on every pick. People out there don't take me wrong and think that that's what I'm saying. My number one issue is, is we needed a DB. The Amador Lenore has been relegated to the sidelines in favor of Josh Norman and, and Emmanuel Mosley, and yes, they're playing well. But the issue is we still need a guy for the future. We have Mosley for another year after this, but Norman's on a one-year deal, and pretty much the rest of the DB room outside of Jimmy Ward is going to be gone. We'll start the season next year with D'Amador DeLore, Ambry Thomas, and uh, Emmanuel Mosley as our three defensive backs, and we got to make better picks. But I appreciate you letting me come on, Croc. I got to get back to work. 
Nothing but love to you, brother. Peace and blessings. Continue to keep putting out that merch, man. We manifesting yeah. it here in the chat and in reality. That stuff is going to continue to fly, brother, and just shoot you into the stratosphere. I'm proud of you from one black man to another. I love what you're doing. Continue to keep doing what you're doing and let nothing in this world stop you. I appreciate you, big dog. Thanks for coming on, Dion. Thanks. All right. I love it. I love it. Here we go. Who we got next up? We got our guy, Ryan. Ryan, good morning. How you doing? What's cracker like, young fella? Oh, man, I'm chilling. How you doing this morning? Oh, man, I can't complain. Can't complain at all, man. So, yeah, man, I was uh, listening to what you guys talking about this morning and going up to old, the Seahawks. And um, I was listening to um, Al Shazir on the KNBR yesterday. He was talking about the guy they're going to get from the practice squad to kind of come help substitute for um, Warner being out. I think we probably play a lot more dime. I mean, nickel defense anyway. With, um, you know, and that's what they did of... last game. They went to more nickel. But go ahead. Yeah. And so I think, you know, we'll see who found in the box a lot. Um, Like Dion just said, I think he will play a big role. Um, I think if we stop the run game, we should be good. You know, Seattle, they don't necessarily stay committed to the run this year as they did in previous years because they just really – they're just inconsistent, you know, just having a bad year. Yeah. Um, on offense, though, um, not trying to bring Jimmy up in a negative way, but we're just looking at the game as fans. Um, we still got to remember that they still got Wagner over there, and Wagner is going to play a role in understanding who Jimmy is and also who the 49ers – like what our, what our strength is as well. We know this. And so playing the middle of the field, he's still a good linebacker, man. And how do you feel like we're going to try to mask um, his strengths with the offense? Uh, you you mean with with Jimmy Garoppolo or? Oh Wagner, like how no how oh, Wagner try to make sure Wagner doesn't become a, a um a big problem for us because he knows you know he knows the offense and he knows um Jimmy's tendencies. You know I I think with that it's just Wagner's gonna be good. I I always the way I always look at it is good players are gonna get theirs right at some point. Now obviously you hope it's not an interception or a forced fumble or anything like that. But Bobby Wagner there aren't a lot of deficiencies in his game, right? So, I mean, ideally, it's like, well, just run away from him. Well, it's hard to just run away from him. So you just have to make sure that your offense is clicking on all centers and you have to be, you know, as efficient as possible. And if he does make a mistake, we have to capitalize on it. All right, so, yeah, Bobby Wagner, he's tough. I was watching him fly around last game, and I'm like, damn. You know, Russell Wilson, Wilson might not be playing good, but Bobby Wagner, that dude's flying around. So, I mean, he's – He's gonna he's 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 gonna be likely a Hall of Fame, you know, linebacker. Oh yeah. So you For know sure. he's, you know, he's good regardless, regardless of what you do or what you have on the opposite side. I don't know how much it matters. You just have to hope that he makes a mistake and you're able to capitalize on it. And Seattle defense actually been playing pretty good over the last couple of weeks. They haven't really been as bad. You know, what I mean, the offense has been kind of you know slow and methodical far as getting points up and being consistent, but the defense has been good. So, and then, like I said, we're playing against a division foe. You know how nasty that's going to get. And, um, man, I, this is going to be a game that we really have to make sure we just stay, stick to our guns, keep that T.O.P. on our side. I think they said teams that keep the ball for 37 minutes a game are pretty much have like a 800, like a 850%, not 850% chance of winning, but like an 85% chance of winning the game as well. Yeah. So, 
I think Kyle will stick to his guns, man, and run that ball down their throats. Um, and I say over 100 yards for either Trent Sheffield or Brandon Ayuk. Mm. Trent Sheffield, Brandon Ayuk. Hey, maybe both. <laughs> All right. And they are a team. Again, you can – I see somebody in the chat like Washington ran on them. Washington, I thought they ran well. It's not, it's not a – it's not a defense you can't run on. It's just at some point you don't want Bobby Wagner to make you pay. You know, like that, that's the thing. But the defense actually isn't playing as bad. It was also, I mean, it was weird to see Jamal Adams get an interception. Obviously got on tip. I'll tell you what, Diggs, that dude is good. Number six, that yeah, safety. Man. He did pick off the 49ers last time they played, right? No, did he? No. Wait, did he? Yeah. He picked off the 49ers last time they played. Uh, on like a little slant route or whatever that Jimmy threw. Uh, Diggs is good. I feel like every time I watch him, he's like showing up. So he's somebody, everybody thinks that Jamal Adams you got to worry about, and definitely Jamal Adams, he can affect games. But that's that Diggs, man. But Ryan, yeah, I appreciate you. you coming on. I'm, I'm going to get the next caller on. All right, man. Appreciate y'all. Have a good one, man. Peace out. All right. Here we go, my guy Matt. Matt, what's good with you, man? Matt, you're on, but you are on mute as well. So you got to unmute yourself. Shout out to everybody in the chat right now, everybody on the show. Make sure if you like this show, hit that like button, hit the subscribe button. Shout out to all everybody calling in right now. Matt looks like he's, I don't know, he's not ready yet. So we're going to go with, here we go. We got Darius. Darius, what's good with you, D? What's going on, Croc? Top of the morning, man. Oh, man, uh, top of the morning. How you doing this morning? You good? Yes, sir. I was laying down. I wasn't even going to call in. I was, you know dabbing and whatnot and i was gonna lay down and just listen but i seen how everybody <laughs> jumped on you about the jimmy grapple i said nah let me so i agree with you uh about this game i feel like everybody's gonna do their part only question is is jimmy gonna do his um and we ain't gotta sit here and talk about his skill everybody knows his skill level i just want him to be able to if you're gonna be mediocre be the best mediocre person that you can be out there like because we paid you this bread, and what's frustrating is, for me, what's frustrating is you got paid the bread, you hear the talk, you know everybody hates your guts, and you still refuse to get better. Like, you don't want to get a trainer. You don't want to, like, if you watch him throw the ball, like, he doesn't even step into his throws. It's like, he's just back there just, Bob, Bob just doing him. And he throw the best slant in the world. <clears throat> Excuse me. Like, he got, he got tight windows. He's dope at that, like. I can't knock him, um, but it's just, you know, you don't have the luxury of, of Debo out there, and God bless Mitchell's heart, but he, he can't be the reason why we win because we got to throw that ball, and we got to try, like, you know, Trey Flowers. I don't think he's that good. You know what I'm saying? We got to try them a few of their corners. They're not because, you know, they're doing bad right now. You got to try You got to try somebody on that defense. And it's going to come down to Jimmy. Can you make the throw to Jennings because – He's going to get open. I feel like everybody's going to do their part. I ain't got to name the players. We know who is who and what's what. It's really going to come down to him. And um, my question to you would be, how do, how do you feel Kyle is, is, is prepping this game as far as, like, do you think he's telling him, all right, the game plan is, okay, look, look for IU on this. You know what I'm saying? When we draw this play, or 
Because I don't know if it's going to be Trent Sherfield. I hope it is, but it might be the other guy. Uh, what's his name? I don't even like him. Uh, uh, Travis, uh, Benjamin? Travis Benjamin. <laughs> yeah, him or uh, our old boy. Uh, I can't think of him right now, but I'm just saying, like, you think Kyle's game planning Jimmy towards, like, all right, look, on these certain plays that you would look for Debo instead, go here, go to Kittle. I think Kittle has to have a good big game. I think Kittle does have to have a big game. I ain't gonna lie. If he if yeah, we have to have an X factor, because he he has to show up. He's I think been the game is gonna be kind of predicated. Because <laughs> yeah, the, the game's gonna be predicated around George Kittle and the run game, you know, and, and whatever that looks like. So I, I'd expect yeah. a high volume uh targets and you know big production from George Kittle and you know, leaning on that run game. You know, again, ha- being able to have things work off of the run game, that's when the 49ers passing game is the most efficient. So, yeah, you know, I think uh, definitely Raheem, uh, I was going to say Raheem Mostert, but Elijah Mitchell, you know, just continue to feed him, mm-hmm. man. Continue to feed Elijah Mitchell and then work off of him with, with I, I th- 49ers still have a lot of talent. Like the 49ers are the better team on both sides of the ball. 49ers should win this right. game. I, it's not even so much about the 49ers I'm worried about. It's Russell Wilson. <laughs> Like Russell, that's that's it for me. <laughs> Everybody else, I mean, I'm, I'm, not about, you know, I'm not worried about anything from the 49ers standpoint. Again, you know, we could talk about all these other guys or oh, Jimmy Garoppolo or this and that, and I'll, yeah. But at the end of the day, is stop Russell Wilson. You know what I'm saying? And I think Jimmy right. Garoppolo, he's gonna do his thing. He's gonna play well. You know, I think okay, George Kittle, he's gonna do his thing. Go ahead. When you when you say stop Russell Wilson, right? Now we ain't got Fred Warner, so I guess the plan would be what move um uh Alshir to the middle and and bring in uh maybe Evucom or I guess everybody's been saying who Funga's gonna be he might be the hybrid linebacker, which I think would be cool. I feel like that'd give us maybe a little room to draft another safety and, and let Funga still do his thing, but it's always best to have that depth, you know what I'm saying? Like if he can do both, let him do both. Kind of like uh, area, uh, Armstead or somebody, but I'm just saying as far as what do you, how, how do you feel they, they, they could stop Russell? Because that, that that's you do bring up a good ass point. I forgot all about that. <laughs> Russell Wilson oh. is back there and he got DK, but I don't feel like they really gonna. I don't feel like DK really gonna do much. Honestly, he can't. I feel like, like Lockett is kind of like Lockett has been more of the focal point of their offense, but with guys like DK, it can it can hit you at any moment. So you definitely want to limit that. I think the biggest yeah. thing is, you know, your your guys off the edge. You know, the Nick Bosa's, the Eric Armstead's, the, you know, Ebucam. Like it's those guys that have to, you know, win up front for you. And as long as they, because because one thing about Russell Wilson right now, and I mean throughout his career, he's a guy. If if you want to keep him in, he'll drop his eyes, right? And what we mean by drop his eyes, like when he drops back to pass, if you kind of mush rush him you'll see him drop his eyes and then start to look for an escape plan, all right? So you definitely want to do that if you can keep him in the pocket. And now, right now, he's struggling to run away from people for whatever reason, so he's just not as fast as he used to be. And he was never, like, a blazer. He definitely was more than right. enough. Uh, now, he's kind of a little limited there. So move him yeah. off his spots. Try to make him have to dance a little bit. Um, he's been inaccurate on throws, you know. You, he's going to get you at some point. But see, what do you, what do you think they're going to do with the linebackers, though? I mean, How do you think they're going to shake up shake up the linebacker spot? 
Because I, oh, I, okay, I mean, cause Fred, we never really had Fred Winter out before, so it's like this is really new. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, they're missing Greenlaw too. So I think ideally, I think we'll see what happens with Greenlaw. He left last game with a ham with a uh, a growing injury or something like that. But uh, I think it's all right. Al Shire, like he has a lot of starting experience. He's gonna have to wear that dot and be that guy in the middle. And then you're gonna have Flanagan Fowles play off of him, and they're probably just gonna run a little bit more nickel type stuff. So I think that's what you'll see more of. All right. Sure, bro. Sure. Thank you, Croc. Hey man, uh good job on the merch, bro. That 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 hat is fire. I didn't think I didn't think I thought I thought the fittest was gonna go first and then the, the dad has, but Obviously, I don't know fashion, but that's I'm. I love. I love. I'm, I'm gonna grab me a beanie for sure. That's that's what time it is. <laughs> All right, yeah. Thank I you, though, man. That, man. All right. All right. Yeah. And anybody else wants merch? You know, we got the hats. We got the uh, frontline sports hats. We got the. I don't. I didn't bring the. I didn't bring the what you call it though. I didn't bring the uh, the dad hats in there. The dad hats. They're all sold out. Uh, they sold out pretty quick, and I'm actually running out of. I'm really running out of everything, but that's a good thing. That's a good thing. And I'm just going to re-up and get some more merch. Got the hoodies and everything coming. Again, Underdog Fantasy, promo code Crocky. Manscaped.com, promo code Crocky, 20% off. Appreciate everybody that's in the chat. But, uh, yeah, man. Good talking with y'all about the rookies. We're going to, we'll, we'll, you know, I'm going to I'm gonna listen to my guy, Chris. He wants to limit the, the Jimmy Garoppolo talk. So I'll limit it as much as possible, but... It is hard. He's the starting quarterback of your team. The quarterback of your team is always going to be the most talked about person, good or bad. And I think with Jimmy Garoppolo right now, there's definitely more good than bad. All right. And I think we tried, you know, he's doing his thing, man. He's He's been very efficient. And, uh, yeah, I'm excited to see how he plays against Seattle. Because if 49ers are going to beat Seattle, they need Jimmy Garoppolo to continue to do what he's been doing, which definitely is good enough to beat them. Defensive line? Get to Russell Wilson. And I really want to get up. Can we get up on, on the Seahawks by two scores? I'll start to feel a little more comfortable. But, man, those tight games and stuff, and it's like it always feels like if he has the ball last, they're going to score. So just get up double double digits. Please. Please get up double digits, 49ers. Please. But until then, we're out of here. Peace. Appreciate y'all. Like, subscribe, all that good stuff. We ain't have as many likes on this video. Hit that like button. Almost 200 of y'all in here right now. Click the chat down. Hit the like button for your boy. All right? But all right, until next time, I'll see y'all, man. I'm out. Peace. Intercepted. It is picked up by Eric Crocker. Over midfield. He'll run it all the way into the end zone. Touchdown. Eric Crocker Talk TV Podcast. Peace.